Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Good morning and welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, been off for a little while, but part of the reason why I've been away from doing the podcast is, unfortunately, the situation has developed in the adverse direction uh, that I was warning about uh, towards the end of May, that we haven't been doing what we needed to do in order to get sports back on track the way it should be. Now. We got UFC, for the foreseeable future, by the way, UFC sponsoring Fight Island in Abu Dhabi as the location for their fights uh, for the uh, foreseeable future, mainly because the United States is a complete and other show. Now, you know, you can slice it any way you want, but the fact of the matter is that we as a country have failed miserably. So, you know what? I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to try to going to try to dial it back. Just try to find some positives. Dial it back. Let's talk about what happened with UFC last night uh, uh before we get into some of the other things that I've seen uh go on uh, throughout uh in terms of uh sports and media in the interim. But uh a UFC fight, uh, uh, UFC 251 last night, uh, Fight Island, if you will. Uh, John McCain probably, if you were live today, would be uh, going on and on about this, amongst other things. If you know, actually, McCain probably wouldn't even talk about UFC because there's so many other things screwed up right now uh, in politics that you know we we can't even uh, uh, figure out how, uh, how to get people. Uh, Protected and and actually get, put put ourselves in a position where you could actually have kids learning without putting them uh, in uh, adverse situations. Uh, oh God, this is uh, again not the way I wanted to start off my morning. I'm already agitated because I woke up feeling like Arsenal is going to lose to Tottenham today in the North London derby, and I'm already annoyed. But be that as it may, let's uh, talk about UFC last night. Uh, main event went exactly as I expected. Kamaru Usman uh, defended his uh, welterweight title against Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal took the fight on six days' notice uh, uh, to go after the title belt, mainly because uh, the proposed challenger originally, uh, Gilbert Burns, uh, tested positive for COVID-19 uh, just days before the fight, and Masvidal stepped in at the last minute to save the main event. You know, Again, with the rapid testing, this is happening for private organizations, sports leagues, rest of the country, days, weeks at a time, even. You know, again, not trying to not go into a rant about this, but this is exactly the nightmare scenario I was warning folks about that we're now in because people are going to get further annoyed with sports. And how there's a have and have not system, which has always existed, by the way, but uh, it's even more pronounced in this pandemic. But be that as it may, Usman uh, was a minus two fifty favorite. Uh, betting line originally had him at two seventy. Eighty five percent of the public money kept coming in on Masvidal, and I kept telling folks, you cannot bet Masvidal on six days' notice. If this was a full training camp. Maybe I could justify taking Masvidal uh, at plus one, uh, plus uh, plus one eighty. But uh, I mean, and uh, uh, even some markets, it, it, it did get up to a little over two hundred. But if everyone kept betting on Masvidal, this was a terrible bet. It, no, uh, no way was Masvidal going to stop the takedowns from Usman and being brought up against the cage on six days' notice. It, it wasn't going to happen. So that, to me, that that was just uh, a by the numbers performance by Usman. Uh, was never going to put himself in danger uh, just so he could get a spectacular finish against 
Masvidal, he did what he needed to do to win and move on. Uh, you know, it's another payday. Uh, you know, he's still the champ uh, until someone can take him out. And uh, to be honest, uh, I thought, uh, you know, if it came down to it, uh, I don't see it being Leon Edwards. I don't really see a ton of other guys being able to stop Usman. I think it probably comes down to Covington. As much as you may not like his mega, uh, mega stick, uh, you know, technically the combination of being able to wrestle and strike, that's the biggest problem uh, to go against Usman. Uh, but, the, you know, the issue is that Usman already beat Covington convincingly, so there's no real incentive to actually make that fight happen again. So the UFC has a problem on their hands where they have a champion, the fans like even less than uh, Tyron Woodley uh, did. Hmm. Uh, I wonder why. Uh, just thinking out loud. Uh, who also happens to be black. Uh, but, uh, you know, the at the end of the day, Usman uh, should be in a relatively comfortable position. Uh, you know, even if Gilbert Burns uh, had this fight, would have gone very similar way. Burns does not pose nearly enough of a threat from a striking standpoint that's really going to encumber uh, Usman from uh, uh, enforcing his will, taking him down, and just holding him and just scoring uh, uh, cheap points uh, and get it, and grinding out a decision victory. It would have gone the exact same way for uh, Burns, uh, no matter what Us- uh, Usman said about having to ch- completely change up his game plan uh, to fight Jorge Masvidal. Uh, that, that, that's a load of bull. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. So, the co- uh, well, there were three title fights last night. Uh, I'm uh, going to talk about uh, the Peter Jan-Jose uh, Aldo fight next, mainly because uh, Peter Jan uh, uh, bec- uh, becomes the, the new bantamweight champion after Henry Cejudo retired. Jose Aldo took a beating that should not have happened. The referee let it play out because Aldo was doing barely enough to look like he was trying to rally, but really had nothing in the tank. Aldo just did not want to look like he gave up, uh, and the ref would not give him an out and just stop the fight. So Aldo took about an extra minute and 20 seconds of a beating because of not looking to get out of the fight and just going complete turtle. If you went complete turtle, the ref would have stopped the fight immediately. Because it's Jose Aldo, he wanted to give Aldo as many chances as humanly possible to uh, get himself out of it because it was clearly obvious Aldo was hurt multiple times in that fight, but the fight would not be stopped. You know, I know folks are going to be up incredibly upset with the referee about letting that drag out and the amount of additional abuse Aldo took uh, crouched on the ground, but at the end of the day, Aldo ha- had the option of tapping out to strikes or just going full turtle and allowing that fight to be stopped outright. Aldo kept squirming, and the uh, referee, you know, was trying to give him benefit of the doubt because, you know, again, we've seen a ton of instances where fighters are kind of squirming in similar fashion. Uh, ref stops the fight, and then everyone's up in arms as to why did you stop the fight too early? The guy, the guy was still trying to be competitive and stay in the fight. You know, it's a catch twenty two in this situation. Aldo, everyone could tell Aldo was done, but he would not necessarily look like he was down. So then the referee tried to err on the side of caution, saying, well, maybe he's still trying to gather himself and get out of this predicament uh, and let it play out. But, you know, it just wasn't uh, wasn't happening. So, you know, I know uh, the referee's getting crushed uh, on social media. But I, I think it's a little bit unfair because it's not as though Aldo went completely limp and he, he was just eating, eating, eating punches uh, uh, for the entire period of time. He was still squirming and moving around. So, you know, it it's it was it was hard to watch. Let's be honest with ourselves of how that ended in the fourth round. That was brutal. But it's not the most egregious non-stoppage by a referee uh, that we've seen in uh, the last couple of years. But I get it. I know folks are going to say that maybe Aldo won't be the same fighter ever again. But again, you know, nothing was stopping his corner from throwing in the towel 
Aldo didn't uh, uh, turtle up completely to protect to protect himself above all else, so the ref could jump in. I'm not going to just do the whole blame strictly the referee because there were multiple parties involved in that uh, situation. So it is what it is. I, you know, it's unfortunate we had to watch the, how miserable and of experience that was, but it is the truth. So let's get to the other pressing matter that uh, happened last night with UFC 251, that being the featherweight title matchup uh, rematch between uh, Max Holloway going up against the new champion, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, Volkanovsky making his first title defense against Holloway. First matchup was deemed to be a uh, uh, decision victory for Volkanovsky. I thought he won it pretty clean, uh, but... You know, there were some people who thought Max may have uh, won that or didn't do enough to lose the belt. Last night, we had, again, one of my biggest pet peeves is the 10-point must system screwing up a result yet again. Because Max Holloway drops Volkanowski in both the first and second rounds, wins both rounds cleanly. I didn't think it was a uh, 10-8 round directly. Uh, that impacted uh, uh, the fight. It was uh, 10 9 rounds. Round three, complete toss up. Could go either way. Round four, close, but I get the edge of Volkanowski. Round five, the only round Volkanowski won decisively, uh, but again, not a 10 8 round. Fight goes to the judges' scorecards. Most of Twitter thinks, uh, and, I, and by most, I mean 90% of the audience. Uh, judging by how fierce the reaction has been to the uh, the judgment decision, uh, thought Max won that fight. I thought Max won the fight. So when it goes uh, uh, 48-47 uh, Volkanowski, uh, a 48-47 Holloway, and 48-47 Volkanowski, everyone is up in arms on Twitter. And the, the truth of the matter is, the not giving 10-10 rounds because of the 10-point must system. They want to do a 10-9 round above all else. So you will get ridiculous decisions like this because if you look at the totality of the fight, in no way, shape, or form did Volkanowski win that fight. Volkanowski seemed relieved and shocked that he actually got that decision. Max Holloway was completely stunned by the decision. But again, you don't leave it in the judge's hands. But the problem... With everything that went on last night, is the simple fact of the matter is that the 10 point must system for MMA is outdated and flawed. In boxing, it can, and even in boxing, it's still flawed. But at least in boxing, you have 10 to 12 rounds in a championship fight to at least that it may balance out over time. In MMA, you have at most five rounds. And in those five rounds, it is very easy. To have a situation like this where one fighter clearly won two rounds. It may not be decidedly, but they won it straight. And then there are a number of other cases where it's a very close, uh, it's a very close round. But then because of the 10-point must system and judges are discouraged from giving 10-10 rounds, you have this uh, nonsense play out where it's like there must be a victor. Here is my very simple solution to all of this. Instead of doing a 10-point must system, you got to go with the half-point system. Because in fights where you don't think that a fighter decisively won a round, they didn't do anything destructive in terms of damage, it should only be worth a half-point. Because of the simple, uh, the truth of the matter is, Volkanovski, if you want to give Volkanovski uh, uh, round three, it's by the slimmest of margins. If you want to give it to Max, it was by the slimmest of margins. Personally, I would have just called it a 10-10 round and be done with it. But, you know, people don't like seeing draws in MMA. I don't understand. Uh, like, they get up in arms when they uh, they think that a, it's a bad decision, but then don't want to acknowledge the fact that, okay, if you don't want to, uh, if you don't, if you think your guy uh, didn't lose the fight, then call the fight a draw. Because there are too many close decisions that have been rendered over the years and I can start rattling them off if uh, if uh, if I if I had more time. But the truth of the matter is, is that 
you know, we've seen judges in depending on the uh, the loca- locale and everything else get influenced by who they would perceive to be the local fighter. Now, you don't have crowds uh, on Fight Island uh, in Abu Dhabi, but Volkanovski, most people said if it came down to a close decision, Max was not going to get it being abroad. So it, it's not a shock. But the issue that most people take an umbrage with is the fact that in no way, shape, or form did Volkanovski decisively win any round. It was razor thin, and in my estimation, the best way of addressing these matters in MMA judging, because you have fewer rounds, is to go to the half-point system. Yes, you could still have a 10-8 round. But again, in the cases where it's, you don't want to give a guy a 10, maybe they narrowly etched out a round, it's not, make it a 9.5 to 9. It would solve so many of the judging scoring cards by going this route, because Realistically, if you want to give Volkanovski three half-point rounds, Max Holloway still wins that fight. You know, but like I said, I thought Volkanovski did enough to win uh, that final round uh, straight up, so it would be a draw uh, by my scoring system because Volkanovski, uh, if you want, if you want to go, if you want to go that route by what, the way the judges did it. And do a half point round in round three, half point, a half point round in round four, and a full point uh, difference in round five without uh, doing any sort of domination. You you come up with, uh, you coming up, uh, you come up with the forty seven forty seven draw score, and then you run it back again. But the truth of the matter is, is that both fights suffered from the exact same issue. The folks who still think Max uh, either won the first fight or didn't deserve to lose the first fight are going to be the same up in arms saying, wait a second, uh, Volkanovski got the benefit of the doubt that Max never got in the first fight. And this is why the MMA judging is just so backwards because it just doesn't make any sense the way the current system set up. You have too few rounds. It's too condensed. The best way of kind of going about it would be actually utilizing the old pride format uh, where it's you go to the full 25 and then you judge over the course of the fight. Because if you look at the entire uh, 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 context of the fight, uh, Holloway won that fight. Volkanovski did not do enough or have enough memorable moments that he put Max in trouble to actually say he won that fight. You know, he, he got he got a couple of takedowns but didn't do anything with them. Yeah, it's point scoring. But it's nothing impactful. Max had the most impactful moments of the fight. He dropped them twice. You know, it, it is what it is, but uh, uh, un, under the current circumstances, but, you know, that is entirely preventable uh, in MMA. It's just up to if they have the actual willpower to kind of force the hand of uh, the athletic commissions to re reexamine how MMA judging is done. Because the current system is has and will continue to remain completely flawed because it shouldn't be along the same lines as boxing. It just doesn't, it doesn't translate well enough so that you avoid situations where folks are complaining about, uh, uh, sub, uh, suspect, uh, suspect, uh, decisions. It just doesn't really warrant, uh, it just doesn't really warrant a maintaining the status quo to, to be perfectly frank. All right, so let's get into the main topic that I want to go over. I'm going to bring my dad on. It's been a while since he's been on the show, but, you know, I keep talking about it. And, you know, the the simple fact of the matter is, is that uh, college sports, as much as we talk about how the professional leagues are going to uh, try to put some semblance of a season together uh, and stitch it together, I mean, this morning, we just had an MLS game, a cup game canceled in Orlando because uh, you had a, a positive test uh, from a player on both squads while they're in this supposed bubble down there, and they, they, they had to pull the rest of the teams out for uh, further testing. You know, it, it, it is the nature of this current climate that we may start a season and not actually successfully complete it. Th- that is the very real possibility. The, the fact that all these sports leagues could try to restart again the way the current climate is in the U.S. 
with cases surging across the country, and people are making a big fuss about the president finally putting on a mask yesterday. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't see the collective willpower amongst the general population that is going to tame down cases so that we would even be remotely close to getting because we're not even close to getting back to the flatten the curve phase. Like we're at the exponential phase that Dr. Fauci was talking about, because now we just had 70,000 over 70,000 cases yesterday. Uh, So we're we're well on our way back, uh, zooming up, uh, up towards a hundred thousand cases because it's not being contained in other States. And uh, it's still looking like a moderate, uh, still getting a, a decent uptick of cases even here in New York. So I I look at this and I just I caution folks be prepared for an extended period of time not having any content or sports to tide you over because right now we still can't get our act together and you're more likely to see examples of what the UFC's done is just export their entire product to another country for the foreseeable future because things are not in order. Uh, another person who's coming uh, more, uh, and it looks to be more along the lines of how uh, this is going to go, is SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, uh, who made comments uh, yesterday stating that we're not in a good place right now uh, from an execution standpoint, and the reality is looking rather bleak, and time is running out for the SEC to have uh, football in the fall. Now, that's that's should raise the alarm bells for the SEC fan base. But, you know, judging by the reaction of folks I see mocking uh, uh, Alabama head coach Nick Saban doing uh, a PSA telling folks to wear a mask and and mocking it, I, I, I just don't see people taking this seriously enough. Still, the same situation that I was worried about in late May is still an issue and we're in July. I don't know what it's going to take to actually get folks to realize we've, we've got over 3 million cases in the U S got over 132,000 people who are no longer on this earth. And we still can't seem to get, uh, on the same page. I, I, you know, I want to be even remotely positive, but realistically, this is just, it's just not even remotely acceptable. It's not even close. So, again, we're in a spot where we've got multiple sports leagues getting rapid testing within 24 to 48 hours. Meanwhile, we still have regular, the, the regular general populace waiting days and days on end to getting testing results. It, it boggles the mind. But that's the reality of the situation we're in. We are now prioritizing entertainment over general health and well-being. So it's not even remotely uh, out of the realm possibility that, you know, we go into a shutdown uh, again and then everything's paused. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. But, you know, as it stands right now, this is... This is this is getting uh, into a phase where it no longer makes any sense to try to uh, to try to actually pretend like we can get to any sense of normalcy, even in the county where MLS is playing in right now, which is Orange County down in Florida. There have been over thirteen hundred positive cases. Uh, 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 in in uh, in Orange County, as of yesterday, uh, new cases over thirteen hundred, which is up over four uh, four hundred cases uh, from the previous day. It it is surging in the general uh, population, and you know, again, these sports leagues are getting the rapid testing done, and the turnaround time for no more folks. It, I'm telling you, there's going to be a referendum from the general populace on sports leagues, and it's not going to be pretty. But uh, that's all I got for right now because, well, we got to keep uh, things moving along. So we're going to take a quick break. 
and then I'm going to bring uh, my dad on and uh, we'll hash it out uh, a bit further. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. Kelly, uh, since I have you on the line today, uh, I wanted to reach out because uh, I don't know if you saw the comments from the SEC Commissioner Sankey, but Sankey literally reiterated what I was talking about in May uh, with uh, college football and you know, with uh, the way the country was going, uh, you know, about the, uh, like, people not taking this seriously because uh, they're going to, uh, they're, the college football season is on life support at this point because uh, the way it's shaping up, they're, they're talking about, uh, they're talking about doing conference-only seasons and, like, people are like, oh, they're going to do a super conference. But here's the thing that people don't seem to understand. College athletes are student athletes. And my point in Mar- in May that I'm reiterating is the fact that if every other student is work- is uh, uh, doing classes virtually, because, again, you're, you're telling me that parents are going to pay uh, 50 grand to send their kid uh, into a facility where they have no way of knowing one way or the other that they can keep the, those folks socially distanced. Because remember, dorms, you got p- people in close proximity to each other. You're, you're telling me you're going to be able to socially distance, test every student on campus, have the dorms available. It, 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 none of it makes a lick of sense from a college standpoint. The, col- the colleges, just like the schools, should be virtual only. So if every student's virtual, how is it that you're going to try to justify having sports teams on campus playing games to empty arenas and not say that it's a for-profit entity and operation going on? Well, they... Look, I remember early on they had said, which I agreed with, that if the students are not on campus, there's no college season. Uh, And I had agreed with that because... You know, if, if you don't have the students, what's the point of having a season? You know. But now I'm hearing, like, that SEC guy we, we was kind of saying, oh, it's definitely having a season, you know. No, 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 no. I, what, what you see, this is the problem. The SEC commissioner is the one saying, that uh, it's look, it's looking, uh, it's it's looking bleak. The problem is you got other people in the SEC trying to contradict them and saying that you know it it, it, it it's still doable. Sankey's basically saying you know uh, you know his official comment was uh, uh, that he had in an interview yesterday was we put a, a medical advisory group together in early April with the question. What do we have to do to get back to activity? And they've been a big part of the conversation. But a direct reality is not good. And the notion we've politicized medical guidance of distancing and breathing masks and hand sanitization, ventilation of being outside, being careful where you are in buildings, there's some very clear advice about you can't mitigate and eliminate every risk, but how do you minimize the risk? We are running out of time to correct and get things right. And as a society, we owe it to each other to be as healthy as we can be. The problem is, with everything that's been going on, this was operating under the assumption that people would actually have their act together. The problem is, is that because everyone made mass such a political issue, instead of, you know, a basic common sense issue, now you've got Nick Saban and all these SEC coaches telling people to wear masks because the literal fans that are supporting college football are the biggest reason why they can't actually have a college football season yet because they're idiots. They're like, I was like, I could, I could try to be nice about it and, and, and mince words, but let's be real here. 
the fact that we still have people saying that they don't feel comfortable wearing masks and that they don't think it affects them or their community at this stage in July, you know, it's not going to happen. So if it's not going to happen now, how there's no way you can actually sanction having sports in the fall because there everywhere it's a hot spot in the U.S. Everywhere, like the UFC is putting on fights over in Abu Dhabi because it's safer doing it in Abu Dhabi than it is in the U- United States of America. Well, look, let me tell you something. Unless you're going to have the, the fights in New York, I, I don't understand how you have it fights. You know, because the, 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 the Texas is a mess. Are you going down there to play University of Florida? Are you going to play, you know, you know, uh, 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 you know, any of those teams in, in, in Florida? Are you going down there to play those teams? No, I, I don't think you want to. You know, so, well, it's, it's a mess in Alabama and, and, and these places, so, are you gonna tell me that that you wanna you wanna play you know college football this season when all of those spaces are hot spots? I I, I just don't understand how they're planning to do that. You know, and 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 in Ohio, you already hear Mike Dwayne said the next a big day, and that's. Because it's it's none of those things is cooling down. Yeah, well, the, and that's, again, and we talked about this offline previously. But you know, you're you're abroad in a in a in a, a tropical country. The virus was still active there. Everyone kept acting as though summertime. Oh, it's going to go away. You know, it's it's not going to be as much of an impact in the summertime. And Every other country in the world that was in a tropical climate is just looking at the U.S. saying, like, what are you talking about? The, the, the problem, I didn't, I didn't understand that logic. When, when, but then again, who floated that idea? Who floated that idea? The biggest idiot that we have on the planet. Because, and all these things, is somebody told him, because... That's that what happens with, 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 with Trump. People tell him shit because that's what she was saying the other day. Somebody him with, with, with the way he says, um, um, even though people are getting it, the numbers are not that bad because they're down here. And he's like, how do like, I think what happened, somebody told him, and he didn't actually understand what it is he was telling him, which I think is what he does all the time. Because I never saw the logic in saying, yes, you always get a little thing in the summer, but you can't depend on the summer to get rid of a virus. You know? I mean, it, it, it's been made painfully aware to people that this is not influenza. Because the fact of the matter is, Arizona's catching it worse than anybody else. And I hope people will understand that real field temperature in Arizona is over 110 degrees. And so now you've got, you've got medical professionals trying to wear protective uh, personal protective equipment in steaming hot weather and still at risk of catching the virus now. They're they're actually in a worse spot than New York was a couple of months ago because at least with New York it was still moderate temperatures. Now it's steaming hot, and you have to wear the uh, equipment at all times. Well, I think that is out the door now. Uh, if you notice lately, Trump acts as though uh, coronavirus is on the moon, and he's a on Earth. He, he doesn't mention anything about it. He sends Pence out uh, to, to run his mouth about stuff because he, this is Mr. Rosie Dozy. 
you know, it's um, it's uh, thing is going forward, and you know, we we're on top of it, and and like, you know, I know people have to be polite in these press conferences, but I want to know if one of these days somebody can just get up in the middle of when he's talking and say, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I know they're gonna throw you out, but to me it's worth saying because he just goes on and on about fucking thing that nobody knows what he's talking about because it's not messing with real, the reality of what's happening in these places. I mean, 11,000 yesterday in Florida. And, and, and you're talking crap about, and the new thing is that, well, um, a lot of people are getting, getting the thing, but they're not getting sick. And, you know, it's like, it here's the problem, and th this is the thing that people still seem to struggle understanding the grasp of why it's such a bad idea having uh, the kids back on campus and reintroducing mass populations when you can't get the cases under control. It doesn't matter if they're not dying or not; even if they're asymptomatic, they can still spread the virus. So. Because you have to make sure that all these people don't go into public spaces in the in the foreseeable future. If you don't know, and if they just see, feel fine and they go somewhere else, they're still at risk of uh, of contaminating another eight to ten people per person. Dwayne, Dwayne, look, this is a simple thing. You're saying that the kids may not get sick at the end. Even if they get it, they won't get sick. Who's teaching the kids? Who's driving the bus? Who's the security at the school? I mean, you can't just say these kind of things and and, and not explain them. Because, yeah, if 10 years was teaching the class and, and, and 10 years was driving the bus and doing the security and, and doing the custodial work, everything will be fine. But it's adults doing that. Because that was the problem when he's talking about, when he's talking about, oh, Norway is open and Sweden is open and the kids are going back to school. And do you know how much money it costs them to do that? Because they have to pay the teachers extra and they got to put in all these extra measures because the teachers didn't want to agree to it. It's bad enough with the regular flu when kids get it. They make teachers sick all the time. That all the all time. time. All the time. Kids come home with shit and the whole house gets it. That happens all the time. I don't understand how this is so fucking hard to understand. It's not a matter of whether the kid go to school and get sick. It's what he's going to bring home. You know, but me telling people Donald Trump don't care about them, I don't understand why I had to do that because I don't know where you've been living for the past, you know, four months to know that he doesn't care about anybody because everything he he pushes. And let me tell you something. You know the other the other thing I tell people watch out for. Well, Asamo in, 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 in um, Brazil. Brazil. I'm not sure he has corona tested positive. Because you know you realize he's, he's taking hydroxy. That's what he's taking. The problem is he has a big stash of that and he wants to get it sold off. So don't be surprised if next year, oh, he's recovered. You know what? Hydroxy actually works. Start taking it, people. I'm telling you, this guy is Trump's kid brother. I mean, they have no kind of conscience at all. Because, you know, when Trump said he was taking that shit, you know that was bullshit. He wasn't taking any. For me to believe that, every doctor is like that, uh, the cognitive test that he said, oh, I aced it. You know, I aced it. The doctors were surprised. 
uh, according to, uh, oh God, I forgot the lady. She says, uh, I don't think I would say that to people that the doctor that was given the test surprised them. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, it, it's just, it's absolutely frustrating. Because I don't, like, and, and for the, the listeners here that may be uh, disagreeing uh, with anything uh, being said here. So the one thing I, I always say to people, always say to people, but, but beyond anything else, you know, if you may want to say that people try to control you, manipulate you, this, that, and the other for any political purposes, basic common sense. Everything know, everyone knows is that it's close proximity and being around other settings. That's why they say you, you got to keep the mask on. What about the the simple fact that you're trying to keep other people safe? It's like it, it's not it's not even it's like are, is it that hard of a task to actually be mindful of other people around you? Is it that hard? I, it's like I just don't I don't understand. It's like okay, you don't care about uh, yourself. What about other people? No, don't care about other people either. I don't want people controlling me. So basically, you're you're good with speeding, not wearing a seatbelt when driving, smoking indoors. Like you're you're good with everything that has been banned uh, for good reason uh, over years of uh, actual data. But but thi- but this is the uh, this this is the line you're gonna draw is is wearing a mask during the middle of a pandemic when every other country in the world has had the mask mandate go without a hitch. Like, this is this is the hell you're going to die on. Okay. Yes, yes, my thing. Okay, yes, my thing. Okay? Because I'm, I'm a guy I like to give everybody the say, you know. But uh, which one of the states that didn't lock down and then opened back lockdown pathways Never tell, told people that they had to wear masks and then open back up quick. Which one of them is prospering? And I'll, if, if you can get a few for me, I'll stand up and say they overreacted. Well, you know, well, well the, the, the joke of it is, is that you still got business owners complaining that the government is killing their business because they had to shut back down again and that they're completely safe. It's like, you don't know that you're safe. You don't even have the data. of the. You haven't even been open long enough to show the data of how many people have been okay. Like, the, the problem is that across the country, there are scores of people that they already did. Uh, what minuscule contact tracing was available to be done, showing that every hospitality transition is responsible for uh, uh, approximately 80% of the cases. So, yes, the hospitality industry is shot. And, of course, friggin' Disney World opened up yesterday. Uh, you know, I, I, you, you, I, I say this again. You can do all the testing you want, but the testing is only going to be available and good for the few scant hours that they're right there. As long as those folks are still in the proximity and there's always a chance that the test may not actually be accurate, you're still having everyone at risk of being in an enclosed space and developing uh, symptoms after the trip. Yeah. If if you can show me all the people that defied the things that, the logic that, that they were pushing, that because three weeks ago, DeSantis made that big speech about, oh, uh, when we were going to open, they said, uh, you're going to be just like New York in a few weeks. You open up. And uh, we opened. Uh, it's been three weeks. What happened? Nothing happened. And then the fucking roof came in. And I haven't heard from him since. No, oh, well, well, he, okay. well, his his stance is, uh, uh, his stance is, uh, you know, uh, the 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 death rate isn't that high. Great, it's like you got packed hospitals, 
overtaxed the medical professionals, but your death rate is isn't as high as it was in New York. Fantastic. Uh, but but now that but now you want to expose the school children to be asymptomatic uh, carriers of everything going on. If they weren't already, they they will be now, and and put them all together. And fingers crossed that none of them actually. Uh, uh, well, not well. I should say none of them because you already had uh, kids under thirteen already start passing away. So uh, in Florida. So again, the reason why I say that the United States is responsible for their own sports leagues imploding. Because as ambitious as the NBA's plan is, you already, uh, I'm not sure if you saw the news today, I, I talked about it earlier, but uh, MLS had to cancel their game today because uh, both uh, a, a, a Unite, uh, like DC United and Toronto, uh, 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 both uh, both soccer teams uh, that were supposed to be playing today, uh, they tested positive. They had players on each squad test positive. You know, the thing of it is, is that the bubble is only as good as the amount of uh, uh, the the uh, is only as good as the region that you're playing in. The problem is, is that you can't actually have uh, these sports. Like you can try, but the problem is you're going to have these situations where uh, technically now you got to retest everyone on uh, Toronto and 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 DC United in MLS. Because some of the players, and you don't know when they technically tested positive, uh, you know, you're basically going to be playing whack-a-mole unless it's a completely enclosed space. That's why the NBA's plan is the most ambitious one. The problem is, is now they're in the middle of the biggest hotspot when they're doing this proposed plan. NBA could have known that because at the time, Florida looked actually the best-case scenario. But the roof caved in. So even with all the protocols they have in place, Good luck trying to maintain that one because they're, they're like they're keeping they're trying to keep the bubble insulated as much as humanly possible. But you know they, this is uh, this is uncharted territory here, and the, the lack of political will to actually enforce any set of standards is jeopardizing everything at this point. Yeah, I know. Look. The, the, the president likes to quote uh, the European countries. But I hope he realized that at a point in time, in these places like Sweden and them, they didn't even have dogs in the street. They shut everything down. You understand? He never wanted that. And he kept, he kept working against everybody by saying he don't have to wear a mask so Thousands of people who believe in him never wore masks. So it's like mommy's wearing a mask and daddy's saying, I don't have to wear a mask. So half the kids are wearing masks in the house and half is not. How are you going to have any kind of uniformity there to, to battle anything? That's, that's, the, that's the whole, one of the biggest problems we had. They states that never close. You understand? They never close. And now all those states that he pointed to that, well, they hardly have any and they hardly have any. Arizona was one. So they hardly had anything now. Well, what happening now? Huh? So there was there was never, ever a proper plan to go forward. People was doing stuff on their own. The governor in Michigan would, would, would close stuff and the fact that the president was on the other side, there were citizens there that was against the governor and saying they, they forced them to stay home. Why? Because it's a mixed message. It's like a divorced couple with kids. When the mom says no, the kids call the dad and he says okay. So you have some obeying, some not obeying. That's the problem. There's never a good end to that. Yeah. You know, and neither him nor any of those governors is taking any responsibility for anything. 
this should be like how that you know the Japanese are when you fuck things up, you cut your stomach out. Yep. I bet that they never do that shit when they had to take responsibility for stuff. You know. But Trump just says oops and he goes forward. He doesn't care. You know, he doesn't care. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's too frustrating. Yeah. Because it's a hundred and what? Almost 40 people are dead. I mean, it didn't have to happen like that. It's got more people in China than it happened in the U.S. And they didn't lose that much. And it started there. What does that tell you? Huh? It's ridiculous. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and now you have them kind of dismissing, well, we closed the holy. We saved thousands of lives. Here, fans keep saying that shit. We saved thousands of lives. And nobody can tell me how. I know you cost thousands of lives, but I, the, the, we saved thousands of lives. I, I, I can't see it. Where? How? You still haven't funded people. It's three months. Three months since New York was complaining that they didn't have stuff. And they said, we gave everybody everything. But for some reason, in Florida and Arizona, they're, they're still reusing masks at this stage. At this stage of this shit. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, uh, it's, it's too frustrating. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. There's just, it's too exhausting to try to keep answering questions when the answer is obvious. Answer is completely obvious, and no one wants to do anything about it. All right, before I, before I let you go, because I just saw this come across, uh, uh, across my desk. Apparently, uh, because uh, they fe- uh, there, were, there were racist messages sent to one of the... Uh, uh, footballers, uh, so uh, the uh, Wilfred Zaha of Crystal Palace, uh, when they were uh, they were playing Aston Villa, uh, like uh, they 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 found the messages that he shared uh, earlier, uh, like very early this morning. The police have tracked down uh, the suspect in question, and they arrest the thing, Kelly. People are gonna look at that headline and say. Oh, that's ridiculous. Like in England, how are they going to be arresting children? But the problem is that kid learned how to like, cause like the post itself, you read what that kid wrote. It's like, what you look at that. It's like, you don't like, that's just not something you just make up. Like you had to be trained to be that racist as a 12 year old. It's it's unbelievable that you know you 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 can't uh, you can't actually make a a case that uh, these people try to blame this on uh, blame this on like because there are already people trying to use this as backlash like the kids only twelve like these uh, these uh, these these protesters Black Lives Matter that are uh, causing more incidents than anything else like no. This is the fact that people are starting to get called out on the nonsense and being actually being investigated, not the actual people uh, calling it out. It's like, but this is highlighting the problems globally that we're dealing with. Okay, well, I'll give you another one. And black exist then. Remember, like, was it five, six years ago with the hockey guy? When the kid put the 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 noose, the the, the him him hanging, remember that? Yeah. The kid from Boston. Yeah, yeah. The little girl or something. Yeah. Uh, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. When they what did when they did it to George Larock, yeah. Yeah. You think kids just wake up and, and they they hear that shit in the house? They hear that in the house because they have to they know that it's okay to do it. Because if a kid thinks that his parents is going to tear his ass up, if he does that, he's not going to do it. You understand? But he has to know it's okay. 
That's what it is. That's why you gotta look at that. The kid was sending him messages of the clan burning crucifixes, and and, and like I can't even show the like describe uh, like uh, uh they they got the cornflakes uh they got the cornflakes box, but you know what what he actually sent him. I can't say I'm not even gonna bother saying the word, but you know exactly what he sent the guy. Uh, I, uh you yeah. uh, like uh, I, uh like we're gonna come to your house. Like th- th- this is the nonsense. A twelve-year-old sent that. Twelve-year-old. Yeah. Like that, that. That didn't just pop up into his head from. Oh, he got this from it. No, no. We somewhere in that realm of phase, he's been taught that it's okay to be doing this uh, it's stuff. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You know. I'm telling you, if that kid thinks it's his parents. It's going to work the life out of him, and he does that. He's not doing it. He knows it's okay. That's what people don't get. He knows it's okay. Yeah. This is, this is not the, don't look at the top. It's the bottom. It's the inner thing you got to look at. Yeah. I always say, when you see kids in school cursing teachers and stuff, it's not because they heard that on the street. That goes on at home. You can curse an adult. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All right. It's well, inside. yeah. Well, I- I'll let you go. But uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 you know, again, it was like I, when I was uh, talking about this, like it's so just utterly debilitating talking about this stuff at length because. People people keep assuming that we're going to get back to normal. It's like, you have to admit there's a problem in order to get back to normal. That's the thing. People don't even want to admit that there's still an ongoing problem that's taking place here. Doing. Doing. It's like, um, um, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? It's someone on MSNBC. I don't want to call her up. But what they said is... I think it's John Heidelman or whatever that says, hey, we may not even get to the second page. We may just have one long first wave, which which we never get out of. Because you would think, you would think that they showed you in New York if you shut down and social distance and wear masks, that you can turn the curve, you can flatten it and bring it down. And you would think that people say, oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a good way to do this shit. No. Instead of following that, New York and New Jersey and Connecticut went down, and Trump said, hey, the thing is over. Let's start opening up. And all these jackasses just followed him. You know, so hey, what can I tell you? Yeah, I, son, what can I tell you? Yeah. Well, but anyway, that we'll, we'll, we'll catch up, up and hopefully I'll uh, be in a today. better mood. And but frankly, man, it's been I, I kind of need it's been a dra- it, it, it's break been it's been a draining day already. We just talk about in a world now. right now where so. in the middle of a pandemic with everything going on with social and trying to. Raise the collective consciousness of individuals. We got a 12-year-old, a 12-year-old posting such vile and derogatory comments that I, like, I honestly, I, I, I can't even say for folks to actually go watch what this kid posted to Wilfred Zaha at 12. Because in order for him to willfully and maliciously post that kind of stuff and the phrases he was using, shows just how far we have slipped in terms of a collective consciousness as people. Just normal people just trying to be rational human beings. I I really don't know what else uh, there is to say at the moment other than we have to be better than this. I just don't know if there's the willpower to be better, which is a bit scary. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you. All right. 
that's that's gonna do it for me. Uh, thanks to my dad. Uh, hopefully, we'll get better news. But man, I, I, it's, we're early Sunday morning here, and I already feel exhausted today. It's just it's just mentally draining at this point. But hope for a better day. And uh, until next time, folks, uh, uh, take it easy and stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.